From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors, with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Hello, America and around the world. Thank oh, you so much for joining us today. <laughs> hey, you know what? That, that guy's voice that you just heard right there on the radio doing the introductions for our show. Mr. Randy Price, we have to say uh, Godspeed and uh, Yay. happy healing and quick healing to him. Uh, the man went under the, I guess they use a knife. I don't know what they use for brain surgery, but they went in there and removed a uh, tumor. Uh, wow. You know, you, you, you know what I love about Randy? He is the quintessential, if you've ever met him before, he's the quintessential little guy that's big around as your pinky. And what does he post after he gets out of the, his, after his, uh, surgery went okay picture? What was the next picture? Where he was out of dinner. Yeah, my reward to myself, a big fat, nice ribeye steak with a loaded baked potato. It was delicious. I tip my hat to you, sir. Yes, he went in there uh, with bells on and came out with, uh, missing a, a clacker. (laughs) <laughs> so he went in there, and the uh, surgeon was really good and got it out of there. So we're happy to have Randy still around. Yes. And it's just amazing the <clears throat> the way that the uh, medical community has uh, jumped by leaps and bounds in the world and uh, could do something like that. Who would have ever thought? Yeah, just go in there on Monday. You'll be done by Monday evening, and you'll be out Tuesday night eating a nice steak. Major brain surgery. Taking a brain tumor out that's about the size of a ping pong ball. So, yeah. It didn't take long. So anyway, this morning, welcome in everybody. It is uh, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Dean Frazier is here uh, this morning. Good morning. <clears throat> he showed up on time, Bart. And uh, <laughs> of course, Vince is also in the studio today. Good morning. And apparently he has brought some people with him and uh, they're invisible. Because you I don't see them. me this morning, dude. I, I, the invisible Seriously, people. you're starting with me. It's only 7.01 and you're starting. Hey, hey, hey Invisible hey. people. Save it for the second hour. Invisible Pace people. yourself, boys. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I think they're coming in at around 9 o'clock or so. That's yes, what sir. you said. So uh, they wanted to be talking about uh, the Bardmore area, and uh, you might have seen it on the news here locally in the state of Florida. Bardmore is a big, giant country club, golf course type thing. is typical old Florida where you have houses all along the fairway and, and nice big groom trees and Old people from New York scream at you because you're somewhere near their grass. And, uh, you know, if you drive two miles over the speed limit in the neighborhood, you get a shaking fist in the air. Do you know how fast you were driving? Eight. Eight. (laughs) While their uh, miniature uh, Pomeranian, uh, you know, uses the restroom in your yard. So anyway, we're going to talk to those lovely folks about some of the changes that uh, some people are trying to make at the Bardmore Country Club. Or Bardmore Golf... What do they call that place it's, officially it's now? Bardmore Golf Course. Golf... Okay. Yeah. I guess the country club was just too snooty. No, the Bayou Club is across the street. Oh. Well, you know, I'm not a big fan of golf courses. Yeah, I really but, am not. I, you know, I think you can't a, play. It's a... Wow. <laughs> See, I like now golf, you know, now I like you golf know, courses, you but know I like the ponds on them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> listen, exactly. hey, hey, Tanya Harding, put the crowbar down. <laughs> He knows that's a lie. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I love the ponds, too, except for the fact that the uh, fish in there are uh, about up to the 
highest level of malorganite you can put into a living being before it actually mutates and you, turns you should into see something else. That are back there. Do you think I'm eating these fish? Are you kidding me? Well, that's why. What, what is the purpose of fishing if you're not eating something? That um, is the thing. Uh, you, well, that's the difference guess, between you and me. I, I guess mean, all the fishing I do is not worth anything. It's not. It's, nothing, it's worth nothing. You're it's worth worthless. absolutely nothing. You worthless fishermen. You have children, and you bring nothing to them to eat. Oh, here's McDonald's. <laughs> I fished for 15 hours, and here's a bag of chicken nuggets. <laughs> here's a fillet of fish. Here you go. At least, <laughs> at least Vince. You know, when he goes out, you know, he keeps a couple snapper, a couple of trout. Out, throws them on the grill, you know, and actually enjoys the fruits of Who his labor trout? during the day. Who doesn't? I um, like trout. Dude. No, people with taste buds. Oh, what are you? What do you eat? About? Yeah, alligator. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, dude, you want, the weight of my day. mother's heart is with two fish: alligator trout and oh. speckled perch. There you and go. It's on, dude. <laughs> what do you eat, Dean? Well, if I'm going to eat fish, please talk into the microphone, Junior. If I'm samples. going to eat fish. <laughs> Uh, I don't mind snapper, and I don't mind grouper, cobia, you know, stuff like that. So but not, not trout. The, the rest of the bandwagon and eat grouper. Can't you find a different fish? That's played out. Oh yeah, gag grouper. And let me be more specific. There you I go. I cannot stand red grouper. It's too uh, just shrivels up because there's so much water in it. Well, that's a good thing because we don't have any red grouper. So you picked, oh. <laughs> you, picked, you picked almost every non-fishy yeah. fish species that there is to enjoy. It, it, trout just, it, as you said, it tastes like a fillet of fish. It's terrible. Do you, do you yeah. like mackerel? What do you mean? N- no, I don't. I like fish spread. What do you like mean? Wait, kingfish, go back up, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. You are saying that actual spotted sea trout tastes like a fillet of fish. That's what you're saying? It's just not my cup of tea. Who in God's name is cooking your food? Yeah, really, dude. What are you doing? Like drowning it hey, in barbecue hey, sauce hey, hey, or something? Hey, it happens. What are you doing? It happens. I don't, I don't get it. You know, you pick the uh, the tourist, the most touristy fish you can get. I need the grouper sandwich from the hurricane. I want it blackened. It has oh, to be man. from the hey, hurricane. I did have a piece of blackened grouper last night. And I can't. Yeah. Yeah. See, I How do like hogfish. Snu- I like. Well, yes, no. I like hogfish. Right. Hogfish is great. Redfish. But um, you got no, yes, I'm not no a big fan that. of redfish. I like snook. But I don't like killing snuff. <laughs> so, Stop. Did you just say like you don't snuff. like redfish either? It's okay. Dude, who dropped you on your head? A few red, red, I'm telling you right now. Uh, redfish with little zatarans. Oh, my God. On the grill? Grill, grease. I'm I'm an equal opportunity offender. So. <laughs> See, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the blackened anything because as soon as you start dumping all that stuff on there and burning the crust on it, it takes all the fla- takes all the flavor away from the fish in the first place. I'll tell I you what, I'll you take a, a pop on. Uh, well, yeah, but I don't go for that on fish, man. Maybe a little tiny bit, but uh, you know why they invented blackened anyway? To hide the cook's flaws? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's why that they did sense. it. That makes sense. Throw it in a hot pan and uh, you know burn off one side and go, it's... It's made by a chef, so it's really delicious. <laughs> it's I mean, great. One thing Your definition to... of blackened and mine are way different. <laughs> well, that's if you think of a blackened, blackened is because of the really season. Right? Yeah, burnt onto the side of it, which you know, is horrible. Yeah. Seared. Well, searing is one thing, but blackening is different. It's disgusting. It's just a way to ruin I see the fish. boxing gloves coming out today. Please. Well, you know, when you when you go on, you get on a radio station, and you know, you're a big giant fisherman guy like Dean Frazier, who goes out there all the time and fishes all the time, and then yet wants to eat the three simplest uh, ones you can buy at any fish market in America. 
doesn't cat loves catching snooks, loves to eat snook, but doesn't want to kill a snook. So I don't I don't get that. I just like snook. And it's, why why it's a flaw, I know. Why don't you like killing snook and eating them? Because I like catching them for another day. When like was the last time you bigger. ate a snook? Last time I ate a snook was actually I think it was a couple weeks ago. I believe that was snook. How you eating a snook a couple weeks ago when it's out of season, Mister? It was. It's one called those, freezer. Yeah, or a right, Brazilian one brought in from Brazil. I'm you know sure. why he doesn't like it? Because he keeps it in the freezer so long. It gets <laughs> <called> a, <laughs> no, it's called a vacuum sealer. I do have a pompano. The whole pompano. I just gutted it, and uh, it's in my freezer and a vacuum seal i've had it since before the red tide really hit hard and uh i'm actually interested to see how that tastes because it's just perfectly sitting there vacuum sealed no dude the vacuum sealer is the bomb i'm telling you i've heard that it's the bomb i also got just a giant hog leg just like legitimately just a leg it still has the hoof and everything on it just sitting in the bottom of my freezer you might be okay me and you just become best friends is it wrapped? It's vacuum sealed. Oh, okay. Well, then you're fine. I mean, uh, unless it's just white butcher I, paper, then it's going to dry out. I am be- the guy that has one of those and does the whole, when you cook stuff, have leftovers, mm-hmm. vacuum seal it and all that stuff. Oh. And it comes out. I'm telling you right now, as long as you sealed that stuff just right, yeah. It'll be good. It'll last for a long time. Hey, I got a question. When you vacuum seal it, can you marinate it while it's in yes. there? Yes, that's what I do. Yes. Yeah. That is a good idea. I never thought of that. Yeah, Dry they make it. a what ta- uh, depending on which one you've got, they make an attachment now for them that you can actually marinate steaks and all that. Oh man, so no, dude, that's, that's a, a game. game. Changer. I was yeah. literally about to say that. Let's all talk at the same time. No, uh, what you want to do is you want to. Uh, <laughs> You want to dry rub it first. Don't use a liquid. Use a dry rub, and then when you suck it out mm-hmm. and you put it in there, by the time it actually freezes solid, what it'll do is it'll marinate the meat as it's freezing, and then when it's thawing, it does the same thing. Mm-hmm. you never done that before. I have not done that before. Well, that's because you eat grouper. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not out here looking for red snapper. What's wrong with red snapper? That's the best that's- fish in the ocean. That's fishy fish. Yeah. Exactly. Oh that's Lord, like dude. what you think of when you think of fish. I don't like that. I don't oh know. Oh, my God. That's the do you best eat, fish Do you ever. eat sheephead? Yeah, I'll eat sheephead. But, but you won't eat red snapper. I'm just, I'm not going out of my way and spending however much money to go offshore for a week now or whatever two, the freak it fish. is now. For two, exactly. <laughs> that's why I don't go offshore. I can catch grouper inshore legally, no problem when they're in season. So why would I go I, offshore unless, unless somebody invites me out to go? I'm like, Can okay. I end this debate right now? Because the best fish it. swimming is mangrove snapper. I don't care what anybody says. Mangrove snapper is good. That's nah, pretty good. Uh, red when snapper. you catch a, me- a redneck, style, redneck style right here, when you get a boat full of four or five people and you go out and catch a mess of mangrove snapper that are 14, 16 inches long and you fillet them out, oh, that's just good stuff. Yeah, sounds good to me. Batter them up, fry them up. Let's grow, boys. And, and 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 in all honesty, I think that there is probably no such thing as a bad fish in the ocean. So you know, yes, if it's done whatever uh, which way it is, it is. It's all good. Only <laughs> fish I can say that is truly bad would be bass. I can't stand bass. Why would someone eat a bass? That's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Oh my gosh! I can understand. I can understand specs, but bass. That's ridiculous. You should have come out to the wild game dinner oh at the Countryside so Baptist Church when Glenn was out there behind the fryer. That man right there can Bro. tell you what bass, crappie, hey. shell cracker, everything else. Can talk about the best, the best fish I've had, and the best person to cook that fish was Glenn. Yeah, my lord, yeah. it was heaven. He's yeah. had thirty years to perfect it. You know what? You just got to quit putting. <laughs> you just got to quit putting salt and pepper all, all over your stuff, man. You got Everglades. Oh. 
That's well, barely salt. That makes everything <laughs> taste good. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and also uh, Brandon Ford. Stay with us, you guys. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Aaron, if you could only hear what Vince is saying in the studio. She's playing great music. I love it. What did I tell you? What yeah. Did I say? Aaron and I talked uh, this past week, and she says, uh, <laughs> everything's going. I go, well, you know, Vince is going to be in the studio. And so on every intro and outro music, I want nothing but big hair, <laughs> 80s band stuff. Because secretly, Vince is in love with every single one of these guys. <laughs> because, uh, as I pointed out to Aaron, when I called him out on the old Radio Reject shows about his love of said men in spandex and long, flowy, poofy hair Perms. from the 80s, uh, he was like, I love those bands, man. There's nothing wrong with them, man. And I go, really? Seriously? And he goes, yeah, man, because you know, all the chicks that were there. Exactly. And I go, Vince. How do you see the chicks when you're the guy in the front row with your shirt off, screaming, <laughs> screaming at the lead singer? That, that definitely was not me. Yeah, sure it wasn't. Can you put me up on your Why shoulders? Why are you blushing? Uh, can you put me up on your shoulders? I can't see Vince Neil very well. Uh, the music's great, but I'm glad I didn't grow up in that time. Dude, you, uh, you would have loved it. No, high heels, no, short no. skirts, big hair. Big, that doesn't big hair. That does not sound Dude, appealing. You are ability. Be quiet. You're talking to a guy who doesn't. Shush. Hear I'm sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. You, you, uh, you have to speak uh, into the mic. I can't hear you. You didn't turn your mic on. Ready and action. <laughs> I was saying that's just the men. You know that was just the men. You know the high heels. Oh, no, no, I've, seen, I've seen some pictures from the '80s and '90s of people in high school, and it, it went on both ends. And pretty much, well, it depends on which side of the fence you were on. If you I were, did not have big hair before you will even go there. If so you were a new even, wave, if you were a new wave kid or a skater kid, you didn't have hair like that. And if you did, it was oh because you had gosh. really you had really long hair, and you were secretly one of those kids who actually knew who Metallica was. I had a, I started off 14. with a, I started off with the rat tail that I went to the mullet. You're killing it for me. <laughs> you're not making a case for yourself. <laughs> or you were one of the kids running around in overalls that still knew who Metallica was. So Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you still do that. <laughs> well, during the break, I was rolling with it this morning, coming in here. <laughs> Getting on the uh, fish kick, we were talking a little bit this morning in the uh, studio, and uh, I just went in there and I said, uh, saltwater fish you shouldn't eat. Yeah, just, 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 this. this is why we can't. He can't have a computer. Yeah. And this is for uh, this is for uh, Dean Fraser because I know he indulges in this quite frequently and, oh, and actually God. favors it quite a bit. Uh, number one fish you should never eat. Which one do you think it was? It was been picked by the uh, grouper. Yeah, grouper. Tilapia. Oh, tilapia. That's, yeah, that's a that's mutant. a garbage fish. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, I just can't. Uh, you know. Even though the ones that I used to eat were the ones in salt water or in brackish water, which seemed to be That's a little bit better. That's not even the same species. Really? Yes. So you're telling me that uh, that cichlid is different than the other cichlid that's in fresh water? Oh, yes. 
No. Yep. <laughs> One's a blue tilapia, which is from Africa, which right? is what you uh, would it's get at a restaurant a or at Publix or whatever, which is commonly just referred to as white farm fish. Raised. Yes, farm raised. And then which are in ponds because they eat hydrilla, but they don't eat enough of it, and they just start eating everything else. So they were kind of a failed experiment. And then you have the species that live in salt slash brackish water, and they don't get anywhere near as big, and snook absolutely love them. So there you go. Boom. You just been schooled. Low omega-3, high omega-6 ratio is potentially dangerous food for people living with heart disease, arthritis, asthma, or allergic to autoimmune disease symptoms. <laughs> Will also make you grow a third leg. <laughs> do, do you notice he like completely avoided everything you just said? This yeah, inflammation damages blood facts. vessels, the heart, lungs, and joint tissues, and digestive tract. <laughs> All on tilapia. Number two is the Atlantic oh cod. Atlantic cod. You know the one the that cod. we have? The cod that everybody does the fish that and one. chips. And, of course, I'm sure that there are probably different species of cod as well. There Atlantic definitely are. And uh, northern Atlantic and the Atlantic collapse. And uh, they're saying that uh, that's another one that you shouldn't eat. The Atlantic flatfish, otherwise known as the they Atlantic. They also say you shouldn't eat steak, but uh, it gives you heart problems, but... Uh, I don't know. Atlantic halibut, flounder, oh, and sole. What the huh? other ones right there? Yeah, that's Wait, who's making this list? Flounder? Yeah. How, what? Whoa, 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 Because they're sitting there saying that these are all in the same species here. Atlantic well, flatfish. Well, now, hold on. I will stick up for flounder and stuff because the flounder's delicious. You have to understand that a lot of these ones that are also being based on uh, the fact that a lot of them have been overfished. Oh. So it's for, the, it's for the sake of the fish as well, not just you. Tilapia have been overfished. No, no, that one's just bad. That one's just uh, bad for you. That's just, a, that's just a horrible one for you. Right. Caviar. Yeah, caviar no, is number caviar, four. Caviar's not fish technically, it, it, though. Well, it, it's it's baby fish. Yeah, it is. It's You're just, killing baby fish. Well, I killed some baby fish this week with some sushi. So that's right. <laughs> it's just like when vegans eat baby trees and baby plants. You know, it doesn't seem to bother them at all. So we can eat baby fish. It's no big deal. There you go. And, uh, of course, one of the reasons why is because in the old days they would kill all the sturgeons and uh, remove the eggs. But now they just, you know, squeeze the crud out of them and uh, get it out Harvest, of They harvest them. One that I've never actually had the pleasure of ingesting is the Chilean <laughs> sea bass. <laughs> Which I see all the time in other places. I just I uh, cannot point. I've heard of that, but I have never seen it I once. Not, I cannot believe that's I, on that list. I, you know, I don't even know where you... Where do you fish for it? In Chile. <laughs> it says uh, it's common on menus around America. Chilean sea bass overfishing has left the species in serious trouble. Uh, it also says, aside from that, consider this fish you should never eat due to the elevated mercury levels, too. Well, oh that would gosh. probably be the first thing you'd want to list on there. People but, don't realize how much of a fish you have to eat with elevated mercury levels for it to make any difference. Well, it says Chilean, uh, Chile is especially problematic as it accounts for 20% of the U.S. imports and is plagued by poor management and bycatch I, problems. I hate that word. When I hear that word, I, I just shut down. What? Which poor problema- management? Problematic. Problematic? I can't take it. You don't like problematic? I can't. Why? What's wrong with problematic? Because I'm a millennial and I get triggered. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now you're a millennial by convenience. Yes, by I convenience, see I will take it as it comes, and if I feel like I want to be triggered by it, I will. Well, let's how does just that make go- you feel. I want to go with the one. I want to go with the outdoor <laughs> life list here that uh, they say is the best fish that you should be eating. Of course, they're all. Freshwater. So some of these I've had, some of them I have not. Small brook trout. 
Never even seen one. I have no idea what they taste like. But I've uh, seen one, but tell me a place you can keep one. I don't know. Uh, yellow perch. I, I guess I'm assuming yellow perch is the same thing as lake perch. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Dean Frazier, maybe you want to go ahead and school me on the difference have, between the blue and the green. I, that's an I, different I baby mama. I was about to say, that's for, that's for the Yankees, all right? Yeah, wild salmon. Of course, I think we've all probably indulged wow. in that. <laughs> You know, so uh, salmon. Oh my gosh! Walleye. I've had. I have had. I had walleye on a plank up a cedar plank up in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. That sounds good. And it was actually really good. Those poor fish frozen half the year. Walleye bites. They're awesome. Catfish is on the list there, and uh, number last one, which should be the first, crappie. What do you mean? Eh. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we call magical radio. <laughs> magical. Well, I'm just sitting here being quiet. I wouldn't say anything. Just standing here and I'm listening nothing. to your, you know, list that you've got five of them looked up on your computer screen. Worst fish to eat: bowfin, aka mudfish or grandal. Long time, and a lot of people in the state of Florida love eating bowfish. So it's uh, the bowfins, and never ate one. Never had one. They say that never they're really good. Either. Uh, another one, carp. 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 We don't have enough of them around here to really make a... Oh, there's plenty yeah. of them in North Florida. But well, I don't think North you, Florida, but I grew up in Pinellas. Plenty and the of water them. here is super dirty you when it comes right to the ponds. You go right across the pond over here, and there's a carp right there. I grew up in Pinellas. Get out some. Get I, out some, Braden. Get out and do something. I don't think that you can actually keep uh, grass carp in this No, not state. grass carp. Oh, wait. There's a difference between carp and grass carp? <laughs> So, uh, number three is sturgeon. Sturgeon. I don't think I've ever enjoyed enjoyed any sturgeon. Suckers, I have no idea what they are. It says flesh is questionable to my taste, but there are too many bones. And I guess sucker is a different kind of fish. It's another northern fish. Yeah. I've never actually even entered my mind. Number four is shad. That's Shad is bait. So I have no desire. I, mean, I've heard I would of, never eat that. I would say I haven't heard people eating shad, but I've heard of people uh, frying greenbacks just and Dude. throwing them in a pot and just frying she's them all pro- up. She's probably listening, and I've told this story to him on air a bunch of times. My mother, brim, literally the size of my palm. My mother, would we would catch brim that size, knock the head off of them, scale them, and she would fry the whole fish and eat the whole fish. Put it between two pieces of white mm. bread and you got yourself a fish sandwich, my mm-hmm. friend. Fish watch, watch my father do it many, many, many times. Mm-hmm. Old school, man. He just sit there and spit out the bones and everything's all good. <laughs> all right, we got to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Eating Outdoors and Brandon Ford. It's get better. It gets better. Truly. Yeah, it will. Okay. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and wild outdoors. Crazy 80s rock and roll weekend just for Vince. What? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Why am I waiting to hear the guy go, and you can have your 80s collection of the big hair bands <laughs> that you love and cherish? This will really freak you out. Brought to you by K-Tail Records. <laughs> wow. There we go. Let's go way back there. So anyway, welcome in, everybody. We are uh, in the studio today. It's Braden, Jonathan, Dean Frazier, Vince Noble, and look who decided to show up. Little Barney, 
little Barney Blair decided to uh, make it across the bridge and About come time, shuffling, dude. shuffling into the studio. And apparently he's been thing. listening to the uh, show because immediately he was like, where's this Dean guy? Won't he bash? Where's he where, at? Where, where, <laughs> no, where, where, where's he doing? It? We just went from the four horsemen to the Legion of Doom, man. Yeah, here we go. It's about death in here. Here we go. Um, you guys have uh, seriously some issues on fish. Why? Um, Who does? We don't. I, 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 I can't Us guys know Dean. Not us guys. Oh, Dean. No, no. no, bass is phenomenal. It depends on what kind of water you pull it out of for sure. Ah, there nah. you go. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, my, my list is... Sea trout number one, redfish number two, <laughs> cobia number three. I'll agree with and the cobia. The, and the reason why is because you have uh, you probably haven't cooked it right. <laughs> oh, and he's a chef, so gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. This is uh, to back him up on that. That's like the wild game comment. If you knew how many people I've had that say I can't eat deer, I can't eat oh, hog, yeah, I, I can't eat this because I can't. It's and it's too gamey. See the bass. What you were saying uh, depends on the water. I mean, I grew up here in Pinellas, and you pretty much don't eat anything freshwater in Pinellas because, yeah, that's so. I didn't grow up eating freshwater fish. But why? I don't understand. Because it tastes what like because, fertilizer. Because it, the, when you can't I used to eat see perch a, right out of Lake Seminole. Yeah, Look at well, you now. have you seen? Lake, <laughs> have you seen? I mean, shoot, when you were growing up, have you seen the Lake Seminole lately? It lo- looks I live like right a right by it. Yeah. yeah, why would you eat out of that lake? It looks like a mud pit. Well, the yeah. thing, the thing that you really have to check when you do that, when you go, uh, I, uh, Bart right now lives in a condo, a big community, and they have a beautiful lake out the back, and there's fish popping all over the time, and. I wouldn't have a problem with it if I didn't throw a cast net in there one time just to see what's hanging around the edges. And the the mud that came up literally looked like the most nuclear waste runoff weird brown that I've ever seen in my life. It's not black. No. It's not. It's like. It's like. Very nutrient. So wait. So we're we're in agreement that the runoffs of the fertilizer. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Not the, the pumping of the fertilizer. Of, of the, the nutrients is going to mess up the water. I, and, I don't, and, I don't know if it's it bad. It could be that, or it could, could it help with that red tide maybe a little bit. It could be the fact that there's like 75 million Muscovy ducks pooping in the water as well. Yeah. That may have some bearing well, on sure the has a little bit, amount yeah. of phosphorus and everything wait, else that's in the water. <laughs> wait, but a rebuttal to that statement. Is that from a condo... That they built, that the runoff is helping the red tide, not the sugar factories. That's right. So uh, <laughs> see, the thing there. is, man, yeah. is that um, I've actually had to go swim in that lake. Yeah, and I had to do it accidentally because I had one of those big giant umbrellas, you know, sitting out there with the baby. Thunderstorm rolls through. <laughs> oh Next thing my I know, god! I come back outside. You forgot I'm like, the safety my umbrella? Line. Yeah, yeah, and it's sitting out there in the middle of the lake. So I. Yeah, grab my boogie board, my swim fins. I'm gonna go swim out there. I make it all the way out. You know, when you grab a hold of something, you kind of your feet go down. Yeah, well, my feet sunk into about three foot of muck, and yeah, I'm it out. was probably you the worst me. smelling muck I've ever ever it's, been in, it, in my life. It's the strangest. I couldn't get out fast enough. It I'm was, out. It's the strangest looking uh, color mud I've seen in the state of Florida. It really is. It, it's huh. it's a light, uh, you know. Uh, Non-healthy baby-looking, uh, you know, diaper. I mean, seriously. <laughs> baby I haven't got the colostrum beans. yet. It's 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 a very strange color, and when it comes out, it's at a very strange texture, almost like oh, yeah. not quite liquid, but yet not quite solid either. And it's like, Yummy. yeah, I'm not eating anything. I just got a great idea with for that mud. I could turn around and uh, I could sell that 
is like goop or like ook or what yeah. is that stuff? I like don't know. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure you the kids will love it. Like facials and stuff. <laughs> I'm sure Easy. the kids will love it. But <laughs> no, but as Gene pointed out, you go by and you see golf courses. Uh, you check out the bottom. If it's mostly sand and shell and uh, there's vegetation growing in it, chances are it's probably a pretty clean lake. I know uh-huh. that there's. Uh, over here by the incinerary plant, there are some great lakes back there that nobody knows about with some unbelievable fish in now there. Now they do. But the fact is is that you probably wouldn't need anything in there what? with the fact that how many AA batteries, AAA batteries, D batteries, car batteries, and other components that have been burned in the incinerary plant, and then the ash is stacked next to the lake and built up, all that leaching out of there into that water probably can't be very good. So, you know, even though it's a great-looking fish, you're going, man, I got a whole stringer here of blue crackers that are a pound and a half. It, it just amazes me how we just, you know, burn this stuff and it affects the environment. Well, but here's yeah, my, here, here, here's my question for you guys. So what's your feeling on fish that are caught around power plants? I don't They taste phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dean. I didn't hear what you said, Dean. What well, did you say? I, said, I don't see any issue with eating a fish that came near a power plant. Yeah, but I don't it's think, warm water. Post, yeah, yeah I, but think about it. Post 9-11, you can't get 100 yards close uh, to the well, power yeah, plant. So but there you I go. Mean, you got some, you got some uh, little distil, you, you know, distillation going but, on there. Right I mean, there. when I say that is, is my family's business, we did work in power plants. Mm-hmm. And that was always my thing was is it's like everybody watches freaking Swamp Thing or something like that and think that – Oh my God! If you eat a fish that's caught next to a power plant, like you said, you're going to grow a third member or something like that. And, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's, you know, it's you're talking two different power plants. Yeah. You know, you got your coal, your trash burning, and then you've got your nuclear power. Plants. I'm talking about nuclear power plants, Crystal River. Nuclear and all that. is one of the cleanest forms of nuclear. energy. Nu- nuclear. All right. It's one of the cleanest forms of energy there is, at least when it's. You know, when it's done not, right. When it's done right. Yeah, but then you know you go ahead and get some nice, um, you know, Pacific whatever, and you go ahead and run your Geiger counter over it, and you can think, oh man, this one came from Fukushima. Oh, <laughs> <there we go. laughs> well, I'm going to go out here on a limb and actually say, uh, speaking of the list, I think probably the best one, the most that I agree with, is from the Bro Bible, and uh, that one there, their list is pretty, uh, pretty spread out, but also very good. Wait, I, is this the fish? The yes. bro, yeah. you the are bro still on this. Bible, bro. Yeah, I'm still on this because, Mister, I don't eat bass. Uh, you need to learn <laughs> something about, uh, you know, other fish besides eating uh, fillet of fish and something. Uh, number one, they list on their list of uh, the best fish to eat is bluefin tuna, mm-hmm. and uh, that one there, I, I would agree with that. that pretty uh, good. Doesn't matter if it's cooked or raw. Yeah, I you know, or, tuna wasn't on any of the other lists. Yeah, it That's wasn't. true. Bluefin tuna number one. Number two, you'll be happy, Dean Frazier. Hogfish snapper. Well, hogfish. hogfish is not a snapper. Hogfish snapper. It's a type of wrasse. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. It says right here, I do not excuse the necessary vocabulary to adequately express how delicious whole hogfish snapper is when it's prepared correctly. If I were on death row, I would request my final meal to be a whole <laughs> hogfish snapper, probably prepared by salt. Fusion in Isla, Madora, Isla Mirada. Hogfish is amongst the most iconic fish in the state of Florida, one of the most sought after in the world. And so that was number two. Number three is grouper. So you're backed up with that one. Well, it depends on the species, as I said. Oh, here we go yeah, speak again. Of, speaking of species. Well, speaking now, of species, here we go. They have it listed in which groupers are actually the best. <laughs> Gag grouper, black grouper, red grouper, Look white at- grouper, Nassau grouper, snowy grouper. Oh my so God. every grouper Nassau, on the list. Can you? I guess you can on this list. 
This so is Bro Bible, the dude. Author. They do what they want to. Well, they didn't bring right? up the uh, Goliath grouper, which I've heard. The Goliath I've is heard is amazing. It yes. probably is, but we'll, we takes won't takes a know. whole bread of Cuban. It takes a whole loaf of Cuban bread just to make a sandwich. <laughs> have you, have, Brad, you've, you've had Goliath. Uh, number four <laughs> is a tie between mahi mahi. Otherwise, oh, to us people, it's known as uh, dolphin dorado or whatever. <laughs> uh, it's a tie with wahoo. Which is actually a very delicious fish, but for some people who don't like fishy fish, that would probably be not something that you would like. Dean, I can't stand mahi. It's Why just a. Pl- it's I. Dude, it's just too white fish for me. It's too overdone. Everybody does it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a I got it. I agree with that. Everybody gets it. Everybody does it. Now, nope. wow, yellowfin's that far down on the list. Uh, number six, red snapper. Considering uh, combining, he, this person, the author, considered combining mangrove snapper and red snapper together, probably because they love both equally. But red snapper is a kind of a snapper in the world that everybody seems to know and love. And when caught and eaten, a lot of people don't know about. Don't of course, disrespect mangrove snapper. Mangrove later. snapper. But. No, I mean, I'll pick a mangrove over over a red snapper any day just because yep. they're more prevalent. Yes, and they're easier to get. Well, and that was delicious. That was, I think, Jonathan's point as well is that it's easier to get those than going fifteen or twenty or fifty miles. That is like our panfish challenge. That is the panfish of saltwater fish. All right. Speaking of panfish, isn't bass still in the same family as um, uh, <laughs> speckled perch and bluegill? I believe they are a sunfish. sunfish. So you, I heard on the air that you love speckled perch. I didn't say I love them. I said I don't mind them. Okay, same, just same because difference. it's the same family doesn't mean it's. <laughs> You know, you, uh, oh Bonita is in the same Lord family dude. as all Bonita these tuna. Are amazing. But I, I mean, I like Bonita, but he also uh, likes Gordon's <laughs> Fisherman Frozen um. fillets. <laughs> Number seven, yellowfin tuna can't go wrong with this one. A little soy sauce, either fresh or uh, cooked. You can have that one. So we got two tunas listed on the uh, the list here from the Bro Bible. Number eight, never heard of it. Don't know what it is. Denver or Dover sole? Yeah, it's a cold water fish. It's like a flounder. Yeah. The chef would know what it is, but Dover, I have no idea. Dover sole. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's a flatfish. They catch them up around England. Yeah, but it says that it's uh, usually served in quality steakhouses. And uh, if the fish isn't on the menu, it I'm from Dover. I've never heard of that. Because they say it's expensive as you know what. It's all very <laughs> expensive. It is. So I don't know where they get that, the Dover sole from. But number nine is blackfin tuna. Number 10, amberjack, the old reef donkey. Probably go good with a reef donkey beer. And uh, 11 is brook trout. 12 is halibut. 13, the Deanie wouldn't like this neither. Wow. Kingfish. Really? Uh, yeah. And I king, like this list. Kingfish over blue marlin, which is 14 and 15. This is, is an interesting list. 15 is catfish, uh, which everybody seems to love. 16 is yellowtail, one of the most overlooked fish in the Keys, and it's delicious. 17 is salmon. 18, here we go, Chilean sea bass. 19, speckled sea trout. And number 20 is cod. And there you go. I think that's, uh, that's, we the, have that's a, the best. That list is all over the that's place. That's the best list of them all. Well, swordfish 22, I mean 21, redfish 22. And uh, I could just go on and on and on. In the throat. Okay. I'll give you the rest when we get back from break. What? We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by list. Big and Wild. I'm almost done. From G5 Feeding Outdoors and also Brandon Ford. Thanks for staying with us. We're on, we're sorry you had to go. Okay, bye. Buy some floaties. That's all they're going to sell you. Come on, man. You just stepped over the beginning of this song. It's a great song. It's okay. The stripper anthem. Welcome back to the show. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan. Oh, sorry, Mom. 
trying to hang on to this whole thing. Of course, uh, Dean <laughs> Frazier is here, uh, Vince is here, and uh, Bart has decided to show up. So we have three disruptors against two. Yep. So it ought to be an interesting and very very talkative and uh, confusing show for today. Hey, you just wait till I get my caffeine in me. <laughs> I wanted to give you the last three that were actually on the list. It was the top 25 according to the Bro Bible of uh, the best fish to eat. Number 23 was flounder. Number 24 was haddock. And number five was rainbow trout, which actually is uh, really, really good. I have had that before. There used to be a really nice Italian restaurant on 4th Street that would serve uh, rainbow trout, and it was delicious. I actually enjoyed it. So uh, that was one of them that I would go with. Uh, Coming up a little bit later on in the show, around 9-ish, at least that's what Vince said. They're going to be here. Who are these folks that are supposed to be coming by the show? Uh, His name is Phil, and he's from Save the Barnmore. Okay. Organization, and um, if you don't know what's going on with Bardmore, they're trying to develop it into more housing and more hmm. apartment complexes, and they're going to take away the golf course, the wildlife, bring in more traffic, and yeah, it's not good. Uh, well, you know, I've I saw that it was on the news this past week. As a matter of fact, I mentioned it to Glenn uh, as I spoke to him yesterday, and he said, "Yeah, man, I saw that on the news, man." So. Uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that because, as uh, some of you may have heard on this show many times, I remember it wasn't that long ago driving by that uh, there was a big old giant flock of Osceola sitting right there on the, uh, what is that, the back nine or what is that, by Belcher Road there coming around the curve and you can actually see the golf course from up high. And there they were sitting out there going, hey, what's up, man? Can't touch me. You can't touch me. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on because, in reality, in that area, that's probably one of the last uh, vestiges of uh, greenery that's still around. Yeah. And uh, as I said, yeah, I, am not a fan, aerial map. I am not a fan of uh, golf courses. I really am not because I think they are a... Uh, I think they're a waste of good hunting land, but that's just me. And now if they allowed us to uh, go in and pop a few hogs or a couple of deer off of there or maybe a few turkeys, I could be a little more lenient. But, uh, you know, it's just You're ridiculous. Too, why am I ridiculous? <laughs> why am I ridiculous? Because, uh, you know, they got to keep the population in control, well, my friend. Isn't it? I mean, I forgot that we looked up the numbers one time one night, and I think that there are actually more square miles of golf courses in the state of Florida than there is yes. uh, public land. What? What? Uh, what was the last count when we were talking about the big Shug thing? Wasn't it around almost 2,000 courses around the state of Florida and yeah, new ones coming like up every day or something like that? Uh, you know, when Vince was on his big They're sugar double, tear. Almost <laughs> double the amount of ranch land that's out there. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, uh, they should be able to do that. But I will say that Bardmore is one of the last ones that's around that area. And without those sanctuaries uh, for wildlife... Uh, there's, you know, where are the coyotes going to go? Yeah, exactly. Well, coyotes can go anywhere, but, but Osceola's really can't. Oh, uh, that's one of the things that makes it kind of weird. And tying into that, I had a guy send me a video this week that I need to forward to you of somebody in California that followed a coyote around Hollywood and showed the coyote eating a cat in somebody's front yard. How did he catch all the lights? <laughs> no, dude this sucker was walking straight just walking right down the street like a dog yeah. like what up you know no big deal goes over to this dude's house goes under the house finds a cat i guess he killed the night before and proceeds to have breakfast no. now if they find a bald eagle out there 
that's game over, right? You're pretty much pooched. Yeah, mm. uh, development wise, you uh, you really can't do too much. Any bird prey. Well, I know that uh, out on uh, Riviera Bay, on the other side of Riviera, for the longest time before they built, uh, what is that place, Kaya Costa, back in there, uh, the what kept them for many many years from building was one eagle nest out on the very really? end, very end of the island out there. And as long as the uh, mom and dad were raising babies out there, they couldn't do anything. Yeah. But the moment they left, they fired up the bulldozers, man. Can we uh, implant so eagle nests all over the place? <laughs> Can we like just get them from everywhere else that, you know, it, at least here in Pinellas? I, I get, there are eagles everywhere in the state of Florida. There's a lot more than people realize. I have three that live in my neighborhood that I see on a constant basis. Now, are you sure they're not uh, ospreys? They're bald eagles. Okay. I know what a bald eagle looks like. <laughs> A bald one. But can we just import them from around the state and just put them in random places where there's woods here in Pinellas so they just can't grow or so they can't you know, break a federal law by catching it? Yeah, you can't. You can't. uh, Who needs to know, though? (laughs) Well, I guess the people people catching them would probably have to know. But now you're really going to fluff. Now Fluffy's really not going to be able to stand a chance with the peregrine falcons, the, uh, the bald eagles, the ospreys and the coyotes out there. You let little Fluffy out for the evening, and then ain't coming I, back. I, that is my number one goal, actually. Swing, swing, swing by the house Dean's later. like, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. It's okay. <laughs> I, what, what time am I picking you up? What? What time am I going to pick you up? What, to make for this happen? The eagle. <laughs> hey, they're like wood ducks. Just build a nest. They'll come. <laughs> well, I, I just find it funny that eagles are so picky about the trees that they pick, but ospreys will literally put a nest on anything. Yeah, a road yeah. sign. A uh, road sign. I mean, if you drive down 4th Street, there's uh, that little convenience store on the corner of 83rd oh, yeah. Avenue and, and 4th Street right there on the... Right there on the intersection, the poor guy's got this huge, giant <laughs> osprey nest, and you go 400 yards down the road, and there's a Winn-Dixie, and right there in the light pole in the middle hey, of the parking have lot, you noticed boom, in, another one, and I mean, they're everywhere. Have you ever noticed in certain areas where the power companies just stopped fighting it, and now they put the little box at the top of the power pole so they can just go ahead and build the nest there? At, yeah, just know, get it over why with. Why fight it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, the bad part was is over at our old uh, radio station across the way, we have a uh, little miniature tower out back it's oh yes like we have here (laughs) and everybody who worked there knew that you did not park anywhere near that tower because there was a nestings ospreys up there so you'd come out and there'd be a half-eaten trout or a mullet or uh you know some sort of branch laying across your hood (laughs) and in most cases it was just some giant chunk of fish that you know got tossed out of the out of the nest it was like you kids done with this Oh, yeah. okay. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. My name is Dean, and I don't eat trout or bass. <laughs> Shoot that whole area up by Whedon. I was out there off the Whedon Flats recently, which I don't do too much. But uh, there was at least 15 ospreys in one single area, maybe 200 yards, and I did not see any one of them actually catch a fish. But for probably about an hour straight, all around us, it's like someone was. Just, they were just dive bombing constantly. Like all flying in the same little area, but dive bombing everywhere, and not a single. I never saw any of them acting just like seagulls. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. The, none of them had anything. They were just dive bombing the water and just flying there. Maybe they were just doing it for practice. They you know, the, 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 the two right. scariest bits of wildlife that are in this area 
A, is a diving osprey that you're not paying attention to. It comes 50 <laughs> yards behind you and takes a mullet while you're wade fishing. And number two is the manatee that's sleeping on the other side of the oyster bar that you didn't oh realize is there. And as you walk up, all of a sudden, the whole world explodes around you. All you can do yeah, is you lift think one dead. leg up, and you just kind of lift one leg up and go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will agree with you on that one. It's a great white. I am dead. Yeah. I, I can take a great white all day, but that manatee, just, like, you don't know what it is. It just keeps coming. You're like, okay, back up, buddy. Yeah, back all up, of a buddy. sudden, somebody wakes up a D6 bulldozer, and you're like, like what the okay? The, one, the, the, the water one I always, just disappears. Hold on, cowboy. <laughs> I always hated when I was on two wheels riding a motorcycle going across Howard Franklin Bridge, and I would see an osprey on every single light pole, <laughs> all the way down, and know that sooner or later it's going to evacuate before it takes off. And so I would literally ride in the middle of the Howard Franklin Bridge <laughs> so that I would not have to worry about any kind of bombs falling off of the light poles out there. I don't there. need a new paint job, guys. I don't no. need a new paint job. If you've ever experienced the joy of a seagull plastering your uh, face mask <laughs> on a motorcycle, you'll understand what I mean. It's not an enjoyable thing. Uh, but anyway, we're getting ready to get up on the top of the hour. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Florida wildlife. We have uh, some bear incidents happening up in the uh, state of Florida that uh, everybody seems to be up in arms about a little bit. And also, uh, you know, we've heard that there's a cure for uh, CWD out there with chronic wasting disease. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll give you some more information on that when we come back from after the top of the hour. We're going to go and listen to more, some more 80s headbanging, really hard rock and roll, and then we'll be back. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, stay with us.